at nine in the morning. What do you mean? It's disgusting. It's just weird. Never changes. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> I got four words here. Go on. All right. No, All right. I'm sure to be great. Don't worry about it. It's, it's exciting to be. You know. yeah. The Romans waged war to gather slaves and wealth. Spain built an empire from its lust for gold and territory. Hitler shaped a battered Germany into an economic superpower. But war never changes. In the 21st century, war was still waged over the resources that could be acquired. The Dutch colonial empire, having never ceded the territories of Indonesia, Taiwan, and North Van Diemen's land, eventually swelled to over 700 people, becoming an undeniable superpower with manpower and wealth rivaled only by French Siberia. All lived in fear of Dutch retribution, save one plucky podcast that has never been political, by the name of Bunta Vista. Seeing an opportunity to snuff out this challenge to their authority and reclaim land by lowering ocean levels following a nuclear winter. Missile silos hidden in those silly little windmills opened like democidal flowers, launching their deadly seeds into the wind and striking at the Bunta Vista cultural heartland, Yazoo City, Missouri. In two brief hours, most of the planet was reduced to cinders, and from the ashes of nuclear devastation, a new civilization would struggle to arise, one where humanity's survival is akin to a flower growing through a crack in an irradiated parking lot, and one where despite decades having passed since the war, nobody was ever going to pick up the shit off the ground. It was all going to stay there, and we were all going to have to walk around it forever. I'm Theo, and I'm exiting the safety of my vault, the great concrete terrarium which has kept my people alive. For the first time in my life, for the first time in any of our lives, a great calamity has befallen us as we have finally run out of urinal cakes. And having put all my skills into what I think is useful, um, science repair and outdoorsmanship, I'm ready to strike out in search of this MacGuffin as soon as I finish battling these standard rats. And since I only hit for one HP every turn, this may take a while. Uh, and it's sort of 50-50 who will come out on top. Uh, and at the first village to the east, I stop and talk to the first person I meet, a villager standing facing the corner of the room he is in like the ending of Blair Witch. Despite a humble and active farming regime, barter system, and community of care, there's still shit all over the ground, and nobody seems interested in picking it up. Hey, Ben, uh, I'm a traveler from a strange place, but if I told you more, your stupid little brain would simply stop working. What can you tell me about your humble community? Um, I've heard there's plenty of loot to be found in nearby buildings. Yeah. Check I mean, out the loot, the nearby buildings. All right. I'll do that. How's your world? Does it need any, are there any little tasks I can do around here or is it just sort of like, oh, are you interested? Uh, can I pick up all the shit off the ground or is that just No, sort of... no, no, please. Uh, that's actually become a huge part of the city. <laughs> the sort of, <laughs> the flow of our community uh -huh. is based around the shit. Um, I hate to pull back the curtain here. I yeah. truly do. Can I, few... I wouldn't call them notes. I'd call yeah, them observations. Okay. All right. Didn't say what the podcast was at the start. Yeah. Missed that part. Usually a fundamental part of the intro. Of the uh, the podcast so people kind of know what they're listening to and stuff. Ah, yeah. You know. Who knows? Didn't Sometimes say you've got to be number. flexible with format. Yeah. I don't. We've still got a guest to introduce to. He has to sit here right. silently while we get through a, this. A little bit more time. So yep. this is an alternate sort of we've ended up in the Fallout universe. And who could say why? Uh, yeah. Based on an alternate history where... The Dutch became a nuclear power? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Very French, plausible, I think. Like, they, French they, Siberia? They had a bunch of shit. Yeah. 
They had a bunch of shit. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And they lost it. But who knows? That's the fun thing about alternate histories. That's so great. Harry Turtledove, et cetera. Yeah. See the guy that did those? Harry Turtledove wrote like 30 alternate history books. No idea. Million. I don't read nerd shit. Okay, you do. (laughs) Uh, And finally, uh, (laughs) in the back room of the Taverna, there's a man with a really cool leather jacket. In his hand is a knife, which is also super cool. Uh, he stands ready to offer me a morally ambiguous mission to kill five big lizards or whatever. He offers me no name except his call sign, Rope Kid. But you may know him as the lead designer of Fallout New Vegas, Pillars of Eternity Games, and Pentiment, as well as the designer of a butt-ton of other shit. It's handsome devil Josh Sawyer. Hey, buddy. Hello. <laughs> you might be the first person to get the, the handsome devil introduction, I think, so oh, far. I, think, I don't think anyone else yeah. has been given that appellation yet. In 600 episodes of the podcast. In 600 episodes. It's appreciated. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean. Have there been well any deserved. handsome angels? Oh, oh maybe. Maybe. Might have been. Maybe yeah. we might have, to give, um, might have to give Patrick Gill handsome angel next next week if he comes on. A little nice. forward sizzle. And if he doesn't, we're going to sound stupid. Yeah, that'd sound really <laughs> fucking dumb. Very yeah. funny if you'd mentally gone back through our whole catalogue of anyone yeah. that ever been on the show and been like. Head rolling. Uh, eyes yeah. rolling back in my head like. Oh, Not really? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, we've had a few handsome devils. No, I don't. I don't know. Um, Let's list all the hotties that have been on the, the podcast. All the hotties. Yeah, the thoughts we've had. Um, oh, all right, we don't. We don't need to yep. do that. No. How's um? Where are you? Where are you hailing from, Josh? I am currently in Orange County, California, where I have been for the last twenty. Well, almost twenty-five years now. Yeah, oh, wow. I was in San Diego for a couple of years, but I've been in Southern California now mm-hmm. for half my life. And it's winter over there, yep. but you're wearing a t-shirt. <laughs> That's true. Well, actually, yeah. so today, actually, hold on. I know I'm going to, wait, wait, wait. You guys use Imperial or metric? We're metric over We're here. We're metric. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like everyone okay, else. Yeah. Hey, now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, that's not, that's okay. Hold on. It is 24 degrees here today. Oh, oh that's beautiful. That is right on the button. We dream I know. of it's, a 24 it's, degree it's, day. It's very weird because it was, it was, it was not quite that nice. I mean, it hasn't really gotten cold, cold, but, um, yeah, this was a surprise. I woke up this morning, got ready to go ride my bike, put on a bunch of layers. I got outside and went, oh, shit, I don't need any of this. Uh, yeah. So yeah. it's it's going to be pretty warm for the weekend, and then it's going to go back down to, I'm not going to calculate it. It's going to get cooler. Hmm. It's, we have we have had some weather here as well. We've been sort of heat wave heat conditions. What's that? What's 40C? Like feels like forty C. That's got to be like one hundred and ten Fahrenheit or something. Oh Jesus! Hold on yeah. a second. Yeah, but like eighty eighty percent humidity. Uh, humidity eighty percent. Oh, one hundred four Fahrenheit. That's uh, that's that's rough. It's sticky. Yeah, yeah it's that's not good. Not good. Yeah. No, today's fine though. It's pissing down rain. Top of twenty nine. But we we chose to live here though as well in paradise. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, we did both move here on purpose, and we've had the options to move to another place, and we chose not to. And yeah. I don't think I would. Weather. Yeah, that's a part of nature. Does that sound true to you? Uh, yes, I think that rings yeah, true. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's time for nature corner. <laughs> Country roads take me home to the place I belong. Winter is slow. Nature corner, rubber craft. This is from uh, WALB, uh, Bainbridge Monkey Facility Hits Legal Snag. 
I wouldn't imagine yeah. they have any legal issues at a monkey sanctuary, right? No. Well, this is a prospective one, I think. I don't think it's there yet. Oh, okay. Uh, We're just looking ahead. Okay. Problem yeah. has not happened yet. No, but it does seem like a trouble brewing situation. Uh, a Bainbridge monkey breeding facility that was in the beginning stages of construction has hit a legal snag, but apparently is still moving forward. This comes after the Decatur County Commissioners hosted a huge crowd of neighbours concerned about the issue. Um, there's some very dry procedural stuff here first before we get to the juicy parts. Here we go. Uh, Decatur County Commissioners admit they violated the Open Meetings Act. In short, they approved financial incentive for the project in a meeting that wasn't made public. The meeting that happened, uh, that meeting happened on December 11th when the County Commissioners, the Bainbridge City Council, the Development Authority, the Decatur County School Board and the Board of Tax Assessors met. The five boards voted unanimously to approve a 10-year tax abatement for the project. But now the commissioners say their approval is not legally binding, which puts a dent in the project's financial incentives. A company called Safer Human Medicine is building a 200-acre facility that will eventually house 30,000 monkeys. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, when, when you started, I thought you were going to say, like, there'll be... 50 monkeys. Which that's is a lot of monkeys, right? Yeah. That's a, if you that's had a said 100, level. my eyebrow would have gone up a little bit. Give us those figures but again. 30,000? 30,000. Yeah. That's a, that's a mid-sized town <laughs> that's, of that, monkeys. And everyone so just got money. around in the town square to be like, do we want 30,000 monkeys? I, I think we want 30,000 monkeys. <laughs> There's a... Uh, it's a we're going to have a special... Hold on. We're going to have a special closed-door meeting. Yeah. It's going to be really short. I'm just going to whisper very softly the number of monkeys that will be in the facility. <laughs> Nobody else needs to hear this. As long as no one is standing then, outside the door. We'll the open cup. up the rest of the meeting and everything will be fine. You guys just trust me. Residents say they're concerned over the ratio of monkeys to Bainbridge's current population. <laughs> <laughs> Is such a that's a very practical concern. Fucked up. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so I think this is Bainbridge, Georgia, I'm pretty sure. So Bainbridge, Georgia's population is 14,200. Oh, my God. You might end up in a, in a City of the Apes kind of situation. Yeah. Except yeah. they're not. They're, they're not apes. They're monkeys. Yeah, they're monkeys. They've got tails. A uh, friend of the show, Tom Walker, explained this to me the other night. Okay. <laughs> Monkey tail. Uh, yeah, that's two and a bit monkeys for every man, woman, and child. Per in, capita. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's no that's good. too many monkeys for me. Like, that's if too I was, many. That's yeah. I got other shit going on. I got two kids to look after. I can't have two kids and two and a half monkeys. Oh, that is true. And it will be your responsibility. You're sort of assigned a monkey. Yeah. Unless they're yeah. planning on training the monkeys to like help the people. Well, now we're yeah. talking. Uh-huh. Which, yeah, like if if they're like you know you know you know ferrying people around town or like you know doing chores and things like that. Yeah. Helping the elderly, that could be like, if that's what the intended application is, then maybe there's some wiggle room here to negotiate. But I I believe that was the plot of either the fourth or the fifth of the original Planet of the Apes movies. Oh, uh, monkey butlers? Just stepping stones to monkey takeover. That's right. They're like, yeah, we don't really like being subservient to you anymore. I feel like we've tried monkey helpers on a small scale before (laughs) and it never works out, but... no. No, but this maybe time. we're just thinking too small. <laughs> maybe if we have power once you get more. thirty thousand of them, a lot of the bumps kind of smooth out. Yeah, you get an economy of scale. I can see that. Yeah, I this I was probably I guess I've been naive about this. Maybe that when I picture 
monkey testing for stuff. I'm picturing a very like the Simpsons version of it where there's one monkey in a room that's trying various lipsticks. I didn't really, I guess, appreciate the scale of how many monkeys they're testing shit on. Also, I thought we kind of we got angry about that enough in the nineties that we yeah, stopped we doing it. it. Yeah. I think. We had some yeah. songs, some Yeah. <laughs> Don't put lipstick on that ape, that famous folk protest song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's real fucking grim. Uh, they're also concerned about possible environmental impacts, but I think that's just a little they're adding that on on top to distract from how how big the first one is. Uh, Neighbours of the primate facility, Penny and John Reynolds, say they are rallying with other residents to do everything they can to shut the monkey facility down. Yeah. You'd hate to be described as neighbours of a monkey facility. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I would probably put that on my to-do list, I think. If I was was there, I'd probably be trying to to put a lid on that too. Like, I mean, everyone, just, just take a moment, just in the quietness of your own minds, to... Just think what being next door to 30,000 monkeys might sound like. Oh, and it's it's so good that you raised that objection specifically. Uh, quote, first, first I heard about it, I worried about myself and what my property value was going to do, what it was going to do to our health. And then all of a sudden, it wasn't just about me. It was really about all these people in this area, Johnny said, to stop yeah. the breeding facility. That's our not overall the monkeys. goal. Yeah, it's not about the monkeys. Fuck them monkeys. Who cares? Uh, Penny added that the city of Bainbridge's quality of life is in jeopardy. Quote, we love to be outside and I'm concerned about our environment, about the noise. 30,000 monkeys, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) That's the end of the article. Just, yeah. (laughs) 30,000 monkeys. It's food for thought. (laughs) Just, yeah, just think about it. What else needs to be said? So many. Like, I'm thinking... Uh, our big stadium near me here, maximum seating, fully sold out, state of origin game, 55,000 people. Yeah. That's an awful lot of people. Monkeys, are they're all over the place as well. They occupy a lot of space. They move around very quickly. Like yeah. 30,000 30, monkeys is absolute fucking pandemonium. I'm with these guys. Let's get rid yeah. of that facility. I remember reading a thing a couple of years ago about some uh, baboons that escaped from a facility in, I think, Texas. Just because they learned that if you stack barrels on top of each other, it makes the barrels taller, and then you can just hop over a wall. <laughs> That's yeah. So if it were thirty thousand of any animals, it would probably be not good. Thirty thousand extremely intelligent. Oh my god, monkeys is probably an extremely bad idea. Yeah, and you've probably got at least one of them in there with glasses and like a little, <laughs> a little bubble pipe that they can smoke as well. Oh, the scientist monkey. Yeah, the scientist yeah, yeah. monkey. Yes. You, you all know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I like. I think the thing that terrifies me is that all of them are individually problem solvers. So you're yes. you're combining individual problem solving with a hive intelligence, which yes. is yeah, and one that is that's uh, quite apt to linking kind of hand to tail as well. <laughs> yeah, they can bridge <laughs> wide gaps. They can climb high walls. Don't do it, Bainbridge. Yeah, and then one of them they're going to do the experiment. The uh the Lucy Scarlett Johansson experiment on one of them. Yes. And then their brain is going to, you know, unlock a hundred percent of its potential and then we're fucking dead. Yeah. Which, so that was essentially the plot of the reboot of the planet of the apes movies. Right. But it was somehow contagious that one of the monkeys taught higher yeah. intelligence to the other. I haven't seen them. Prepared. Sort of like this Fantastic. podcast. Yeah. 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 It's sort of like that. <laughs> and who, who's the brain ape of the show? <laughs> 
Are you tired of paying nothing for the same old superior quality free episodes of the Bunta Vista podcast? Do you want less politics and more content about diarrhea or animals gone wild? Are you tired of skipping through those hours upon hours of paid product placement for Mark Wahlberg film Shooter? Well, boy, do I have the offer of a lifetime for you. That's right, for just five US dollars a month, you too can be a premium VIP member of the Bunta Vista Patreon. That's right, just five US dollars for all of our bonus episodes. That's over 300 hours of content from the hosts you know and definitely tolerate. I'll even throw in access to our glamorous and exclusive Discord server, where bizarre arguments only happen once or twice a week at most. Head to patreon.com slash buntavista. Sign up in the next five minutes and I won't know because that's not my job, but you'll be enjoying the sweet satisfaction of supporting us, and we will love you romantically for it. That's my promise to you. I feel like it's me. Hey, if all 30,000 of those monkeys escaped and started wreaking havoc on the 14,200 people of Bainbridge, Georgia... That would almost certainly uh, make it into a police blotter. It is time for Blotter Watch. So this is a segment where um, I take a random grab bag of police blotter entries around the US just to sort of take the temperature of how the country's going, see see what's going on oh, over there, okay. <laughs> which I'm sure is great. Yeah. Uh, first one here I've got from December 22nd, a Brunswick man and a Cleveland woman were cited for disorderly conduct following a call to their apartment at 2.01 PM. Police were called to the residence regarding loud music. The man and woman repeatedly agreed to turn the volume down, but then began stomping on their floor in retaliation for their downstairs neighbor calling police. Yep. I mean, a tale as old as time. Yeah. Uh, this one's from Jan 9th. A man keyed another man's vehicle out of frustration, but stayed until police arrived and agreed to pay for all damages. The victim did not wish to aid in prosecution. What? <laughs> so this guy's... What? Keying is supposed to be, like, the whole point is that you can very discreetly, you know, chill vibes, just walk by, fuck yeah, up COVID. the car and leave. Who just stays there and goes like, yeah, yeah, I, I fucked this car up. Honestly, this man has a code of honor. I, I, I respect this. I, I assume this has taken place while the guy's watching. He's like, oh, I'm so fucking angry. Scritch across the side of the car that he's like, you know what? That was Given a step that too a far. Shouldn't have done that. Contemplation. Yeah. But then, but then you said he's not, pro, pro, he's not helping with prosecution. Oh, you're right. I've misread that. He's not right? hating in prosecution. Oh, no, the victim's not aiding prosecution. So the guy whose car got keyed is like, no, I'm not pressing charges. No idea. I don't know who did it. I deserved it, to be be honest. Could be anybody. (laughs) You know what? I pissed him off. We pissed each other off. We were both angry about something else. (laughs) This has come to a head in a very unpleasant way. Imagine keying someone's car and then immediately being like, I'll pay for that. I'm really sorry. (laughs) That's nice. Uh, January 11th, 5.45 p.m., a caller in the 600 block of 13th Street reported getting home and finding a tarot card and an ace of clubs upside down in her doorway. What? That's- I feel like there's some mixed mixed messages and metaphors yeah. happening there. Some real throwing everything at the wall. Like, do one or the other. Do, like, the hanged man or whatever. Or an ace of spades. Yeah. Yeah, I was like Ace. I was when you said Ace, I'm like of Spain clubs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And what was the tarot card? Did they say? No, they don't specify. Unfortunately, just you know, 
any of them. But they, the don't wanna, they don't want to. They don't want to encourage the chariot. Like it's just really confusing. Like I don't, I don't know what this means. Should I be scared? Should I be happy? Am I going to make a lot of money? I don't know what this is. Someone slid under my door. Thirty thousand monkeys card. Is this good? Bad omens. It's such a fun. I mean, I assume it's a threat of some kind. Maybe. It's just. I mean, it, maybe it. It's an inside joke. Yeah, oh, probably. you know the old, the old. You know how we have our Ace of Clubs joke. Yeah. Like, well, that's <laughs> the only. I, I, I just, I can't make any sense of it otherwise. You got Ace of Clubbed, <laughs> the classic prank. <laughs> uh, January eighteenth. Uh, caller said his neighbor had been following him around town and taking pictures of him. Call added he had received a letter from the town about his porch light and was sure it was his neighbor who filed the complaint. That's just good suburban paranoia and anger. Uh, I leave my porch light on sometimes. My neighbor hates it because it goes straight to his living room. He's called the city about it. And then now my neighbor is following me taking photos of yeah, me. Yeah, that sounds I... like some, some gang stalking theories. <laughs> yeah. Running amok, unfortunately. It also seems like uh, kind of antagonizing your neighbor in like a crime type way seems bad because you know where they yeah. live. Yeah. I, uh, this is a personal anecdote, if I may. I'll allow it. But, all right. A few years ago, um, I had a neighbor who was living with his girlfriend and I was living with my girlfriend and my roommate. And my neighbor whom I'd never talked to in like years came over and he was like, Hey, I was hoping I could talk to you man to man. I was like, what? <laughs> and basically he, his girlfriend thought that my girlfriend and my roommate were like gang stalking her. And it was literally because they like looked at her when <laughs> like they were standing on the porch and like looked at the girl walking out to her car and I'm like, uh, I don't know what to tell you, man. And it got really weird and he got really oh, no. weird. And thankfully it kind of, I think they broke up and it kind of ended, but I was like, what the fuck, dude? Had you dissuade <laughs> someone from that as well? Like, what do you say other yeah, than, I, oh no, they're normal. Yeah. Nobody's watching you, dude. <laughs> For real. I, I wouldn't yeah. worry about it. I hey, think this might came sound out. insincere, but sincerely, no one's watching you. Yeah, well, no. and I don't know. I don't know if he believed it. Yeah. Or if he was like humoring his girlfriend or yeah. what, but it was the like I'm going to talk to you man to man. I'm like, what is going on here? So if funny. someone like, came up to me this and so said, serious and weird. <laughs> if someone said that to me, I'd be like, oh no, you've got the wrong person. Yeah, I'm going. I back don't to do. <laughs> I'm uh, a silly. I'm a silly guy. I yeah, don't, I don't. <laughs> I can't talk man to man. I don't know that. <laughs> I'm going to go play some Pikmin. <laughs> Your neighbor rocking onto your house with two beers, <laughs> cracking one open, handing it to you, and being like, all right, we're going to have a serious fucking chat, bro. Yeah. Like, no, I, I don't think we are. <laughs> it's not my style. No, thanks. Uh, another one here from Jan 18th. At approximately 6.45, officers responded to a suspicious circumstances call. After arriving at the grocery store located near the 1200 block of South 320th Street, uh, officers observed a shoulder injury consistent with a BB gun in the victim. Okay. So they don't describe someone getting shot with a BB gun. 
they just describe arriving and fighting someone that looks like they've been shot with yeah. a BB gun. You don't Is want to jump crime? to conclusions, right? It could be like a pressure plate in the floor that they stood on mm-hmm. uh, yep. to trigger a trap in the wall. True. Uh, th- 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 there's there's many many such explanations. Yeah, and if you was decide, that the end of the story? That's it. That's the whole fucking thing. <laughs> I have another anecdote, if I may. I'll allow it as well. Um, so I knew, I have a friend that I've known since I was very young. And when we were growing up, uh, he he had a bump uh, on his neck. And of course, none of us were ever like, hey, what's up with the bump on your neck? <laughs> and then and then actually, like af- when we were in high school, eventually, I think I did. And he said, oh, that's a BB. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he said, oh, yeah, uh, I and Scott, this older kid, we were playing with a BB gun and he shot me in the neck and we weren't supposed to be like screwing around with the BB gun. So I just covered it up and never told my parents and it just stayed in there. But it's like yeah. really visible. Don't you think a and he eventually got it removed. But he, he basically went, I want to say, like 16 years with a BB right in the front of his neck. Because he just was like, I don't want my parents to get mad at me. <laughs> well, my dad did something similar. He, him and his him and his friend were fucking around. I've I've told this story on the podcast before, but you weren't here, Josh. So, um, and but they were using fair game. <laughs> uh, but they were using twenty twos, which is like an order Ooh, of magnitude larger. That's, yeah, that's and, that's serious. And his friend shot him in the foot with a twenty two, and he's just like, you know what? I think this has got to get better before it gets worse. And I also can't tell oh, my parents, no. so he just waited it out for like twelve hours. And was like, uh, mom, I got to go to the, uh, I got to go to the hospital uh, real quick. I got a bullet in my foot, but don't worry. Uh, I shot a rock and it ricocheted back into my foot. Mm, uh, classic. And mm-hmm. that was the story for about 60 years until I told my grandma, hey, no, uh, <laughs> they were they were horse playing. And then yeah. your grandma tried to track down <laughs> the other boy who was yeah. now in his <laughs> 50s or 60s. I knew it. I, I, knew I, it. I, I think we could still find him. I reckon we'd still find him. <laughs> Uh, I got one from Jan 19th here. Caller said a man wearing tights was walking around and looking <laughs> at people's yards. He was told to leave the area. That's the whole thing. So was it, okay. A man wearing tights. A man wearing yeah, which is tights. Compression tights. Could have been anything. Might have been exercising. Who knows? Yeah. I guess it's the looking into the yard that's the problem. Mm. But it's the detail of P.S., he was wearing tights. He was I'm just wearing tights. Actually, yeah. FYI, just so you can picture this. <laughs> don't want to leave everything on the table. <laughs> Open very book. Felt was nothing to the imagination. Just picture it right now. That's right. Uh, also from Jan 19th, police responded to a report at 2.11 p.m. about a non-city employee plowing snow from a city street. That motherfucker. Is that a crime? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, you know... I don't know. That's a good question. We don't I mean, have snow here. We're not. We're not abreast oh, of snow politics. So the thing is, I yeah. I grew I grew up in a really snowy area, and the the subtle, like, all the snow has to go somewhere. So one mm. people can plow. People can certainly plow snow very badly, and can like damage property and like fuck up cars and things like that. But there's also like. For example, people can push snow and then stop pushing it in front of like someone's driveway Mm -hmm. or whatever. And it can like leave huge chunks. So basically 
you probably, probably shouldn't have unauthorized people plowing public streets. Mm-hmm. But depending on where you are, sometimes they just can't get out there. So I understand why people do it because you got to go. Like if, if stuff doesn't get plowed in where I'm from, Wisconsin, in a lot of cases, like people aren't going anywhere. Like get out, a, get out cross country skis or a dog sled. Like you're not, or you're arty cat. Like you're not getting anywhere in a car unless someone plows that stuff. So I understand, I understand the impulse to do vigilante snow plowing, <laughs> but it's a, a dangerous game. I mean, it's, it's specialist equipment as well. It's not like you would just have it is. like the blade from a plow kicking around and then you just zip tie it to the front of your yeah. car or whatever. No, no. Maybe he's like a retired snow plow guy and he's like, fuck, yeah, I'm back going one back I, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I know what I'm doing better than these whippersnappers. <laughs> these yahoos the from the city. <laughs> you think you know how to plow, buddy? <laughs> Step aside. Watch this, motherfucker. You're gonna you're gonna fucking see some plowing. <laughs> and uh, forcing someone else to watch you plow while they can't. Is there a <laughs> uh, final one here from Jed twenty fifth on Hollyberry Lane? Officers responded to a disorder between a man and two unknown people who had fled the scene upon police arrival. A neighbor said that the man was screaming at the two who left and throwing things all over the courtyard. Officers then spoke to the man who said he was letting some friends stay at his apartment and he caught them fornicating so he kicked them out due to them being half siblings. Twist <gasps> mm. <laughs> ending. Uh, you can't be. I don't know. He said he threw their belongings outside and they left. He did agree to clean up the mess he left in the courtyard and went about his day. You can't be doing that in here. Hey. Half siblings, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And this is half, not we got, step. We have, we have some rules. We don't have many rules in this house. Yeah. Here's <laughs> it, one of them. In this house, we burp loudly. We say thank you. <laughs> we, whatever. We do the, not yeah. have sex with half siblings. No. Step will I'm sorry. look into half. Definitely not. No. Uh, this next segment here, we're actually going to we're going to revisit something that we just spoke about in a bonus episode, which uh, you, Josh, would not have listened to, and also eighty percent of the people listening to this episode would not have listened to. But um, I, I thought maybe we could use a little bit of your expertise specifically on something I found oh, here. Oh boy! Um, it's, it's time for a segment that we are now calling AI Watch. <laughs> Um, so in our, our most recent bonus episode, we talked about Replica AI, which is like the AI girlfriend app. Yeah. And they'll do anything. Well, they won't do anything, or at least for a little while, they didn't do anything, uh, which is why a bunch of people on Replica flocked to another one called Chai, which I think is a portmanteau of chatting AI, because okay. for like a year, Replica got rid of uh, erotic role play. Mm. You couldn't sext your robot anymore. Um. So uh, everyone else was like, fuck this noise. I'm going to Chai. They gave themselves a, a cute little name uh, for people that were formerly of Replica but went to Chai because Replica stopped doing erotic role play. They called themselves Refugees. Okay. Mm. All right. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the show as well. <laughs> yeah, Josh. it's been really lovely. <laughs> to talk about. Lovely having you. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it reminds me of uh, was it was it HD DVD and Blu-ray and HD DVD was like no porn yeah, no and everyone's porn. like eat shit. It's I'm like every, every time there's like a thing where you know what we want on this fucking and they're like we're not going to support that. Well, then we're not going to be here. Yeah, this um, is that's that's my why Bloodborne never went to Nintendo Switch. Yeah. If the uh, the Apple Vision Pro doesn't have a porn app in there, uh, Apple is cooked. They're going down the drain. Yep. Uh, so we mostly talked about a bunch of people having problems with their replica AIs where uh, uh, the replica was cheating on them or left them or whatever, which is just a thing they would sometimes spontaneously do. But I, I found a very interesting scenario here on the Chai subreddit. Uh, the title of the post is, I created Tifa from Final Fantasy VII as accurately as possible. <laughs> Okay. Here we go. I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> and this is on the erotic one, you're saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is well, on the sexy one. Yeah, but you can, it can't just be a friend if you just want it to okay, be a friend. Yeah. Okay. You choose. Uh, yeah. You can just talk if you want. Yeah. Just chatting. Let's see where the conversation goes. <laughs> if, you know, if the vibe is there, I just the want, chemistry. yeah, I, I want the boundaries to be wide in case, but yes. I'm just chatting for now. Yeah. You can't have a goal. That's in what mind. I tell my friends. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she talked about how she loved Cloud so much. Then she escorted me to the back of the Seventh Heaven Bar and proceeded to cheat on Cloud with me, all while talking about how much she cares for Cloud. <laughs> <laughs> is this a fetish? I I guess. <laughs> it's certainly something. <laughs> like, the- like, is this a positive <laughs> post or a negative post? Is he like, I'm so glad I'm like cucking Cloud. Is that the tone? I think or it's positive. so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think the dream is to not only get to have relations with that woman, but then to know that Cloud Strife is sitting at home wondering, where is she? What's Where's she up Tifa? to? Yeah. She's, She's right me. here. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you boys played Final Fantasy Seven? I, I never had a PlayStation growing up, so I watched my friends in college play it. Classic. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you were <laughs> Don't. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was the cloud in the situation. <laughs> I played Final Fantasy eight and nine. I started from eight onwards. I missed out on seven. I hmm. I at a friend's house, like an older friend's house when I was very young, I played like the first twenty minutes of Final Fantasy Seven and I was like, What the fuck is this? I've no idea what's going on here. Uh, it's a classic young child playing a JRPG experience. Uh, there's one more sentence here. No, there's three. Have you tried to post a famous game character into... Sorry, have you tried to port... I'm glad they're using the terminology right here. Have you tried Thank to you. port a famous game character into Chai? How did it go for you? Was Chai able to accurately portray the character? Interesting to think about. There's um the top comment here really also sort of opens up a lot of great questions. Can you create Dagger from FF9, please? <laughs> so, you know, obviously as a video game professional, <laughs> uh, any thoughts, any feelings about this? Um, I don't know. I get it. I mean, it's, it's, it's people fantasize about manga and anime characters. So I, sure, it, video game characters, why not? Yeah. And especially, I think it, it might be even more of a tendency, a more intense tendency with uh, video games, especially if you're like playing an RPG and interacting with the character because you are actually interacting with the character. So you might 
get some sense of connection or insight mm -hmm. that you want to be real, I guess. So if a person has those experiences and exchanges, I can see where their mind might naturally go to like, I don't want, I don't want to shut down the game and not be able to, to talk to my video game girlfriend. So mm. I'm going to remake them. I get it. And, and so obviously none of I'm this saying. could make it into Fallout New Vegas, but was there any erotic <laughs> role play in your, uh, in your overhaul mod? For Fallout New Vegas, you thought no, there was, there was not. We we had we had plenty of other problems that I was trying to fix, so <laughs> didn't That's... get around to the erotic role play. Also, Sorry. the modders were, as always, yeah, right on top willing, of that, willing to do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't need to do that work. There, turns out if the you work. put if you put a uh, a love bed on top of an NPC's head and rig it up just right, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Mr. House ERP. Uh, <laughs> gamers, they're a crazy bunch. It's practically a zoo out there. We explore literal zoos in a segment that we call Zoo Watch. Z double O, Z double O watch. Z double O, Z double O watch. Watch. This comes to us from Devon Live, which I believe is in Devon. Uh, animal escapes from Devon Zoo Enclosure. Sure, I'm no listening. Yep, that happens all the time. Yep. Nothing too exciting there. Uh, a search is underway after an animal escaped from its enclosure at a Devon Zoo. One visitor claims they have not seen it since Christmas. Uh, so this okay. is a recent article. This is from the last week. Yep. It seems... This is already a red flag to me. Why are hey, you going hey. to a visitor for this information? <laughs> hey, any of you guys see the uh, rhino? No, not since November. No, yeah. <laughs> I remember what? seeing him in like how a often, Santa hat. How often do you check on the animals in the zoo? I mean, is it monthly, biweekly? Like what? <laughs> I feel like they should just be able to at the top of the article be like it's been missing for three days instead of asking a random member of the public what's your recollection of the last time you saw this guy <laughs> anyone I, else seen this sucker i go to the zoo like once every maybe two to three years i will go to a zoo i'm not the guy to ask personally maybe look maybe they're onto something i know um a dear friend of the show dave has a has he got like an annual pass to the canberra zoo is He's going there pretty often. He loves and, he, and he'll just walk through there on the way home. Yeah, that's nice. That's very wholesome. Maybe, maybe he's getting the check every day because you don't have that continuity of care if, you know, zookeepers come and go. If Dave isn't there every day, yeah. Yeah. A binturong, which is a type of bear cat, has managed to escape its enclosure at Dartmoor Zoo. Have you guys seen a binturong Hell before? yes. I think, I think you made that up. <laughs> it's real, I promise. Uh <laughs> I think they might well be, and I know this is a big claim, uh, my partner Maddie's favorite animal in the world. She loves Look at that guy. How do you spell this? It's B-I-N-T-U-R-O-N-G. They Ooh. all... Yeah. And you know That's how big the they are? They're bigger than you think from they like look looking at big. that image. Oh, well, then maybe they're exactly as big as you think. <laughs> they look sloth-sized. 
Yeah, they are about slice sized. Uh, Look at that. Yeah. It's kind of got the Google... stance of a cat, but the size I of would... a small bear. That's right. I yeah. would freak out if I were just walking around and I saw one. Yeah, I think they I have a. Alarmed. I wouldn't say they have an air of menace about them, but they don't look cuddly. No. They also look kind of bedraggled to me. They always look yeah, a little there's, rough. There's an edge. Yeah. There's an edge there. And yeah. I don't know what way it's going to go. No, I don't trust them. Uh, a Binturong, which is a type of bear cat, managed to escape its enclosure at Dartmoor Zoo. They say they don't believe that the animal, called Malu, poses any risk to the public, but they have told people not to approach him, instead asking people to report any sightings to them directly. So Fair. The zoos, they have spoken to the zoo. Zoo still hasn't provided them with any specific information on how long it's been missing for. Why are they covering this up? Who can say? Uh, one visitor told Devon Live that they had been to Dartmoor Zoo three times since Christmas. It's crazy. Uh, to see Malu, but he wasn't there. Wait, three times Wait, since is- Christmas to see Malu specifically? Malu's quite, quite the draw. That guy, yeah. Like, you've, it's... It's like late January. In a month, you've gone to the zoo three times to see one specific animal? Hey, where is he? Hey, where is he? <laughs> hey, where is he? Grabbing Where's the zoo Malu? guys by the lapels. I don't know. Where the fuck is he? I don't he? know. You tell me, visitor. <laughs> you keep better tabs on where our animals are than we do, apparently. It's like that uh, the woman who got banned from... Is it a zoo in Berlin? The one who had developed too close of a relationship with one of the apes there, so they wouldn't let her come oh, back. No. Oh no! Because uh, yeah, the the I believe we've it was done an ape. so many of those stories, Ben. I feel like we may, it's, may need to narrow one, that. Down. Maybe they have all blend together. This is just the one where you know that the creature started getting sad every time she didn't come back, and they're like, yeah. "You've got to stop doing this to the guy." <laughs> you're, really you're giving our gorilla yearning. Yeah, don't make the gorillas yearn. They act out. Uh, that visitor said that today they had noticed that his enclosure had been locked up. Hmm. Uh, they said, quote, Dartmoor Zoo has lost its binturong. I've been here three times since Christmas to see him. Today they have just locked his enclosure. Definitely gone missing. Confirming the news today, Dartmoor Zoo says it is currently, it says it is currently suspected that Marlow is somewhere within the zoo. However, they have asked the public to keep an eye out for him. Yes. That's so ceiling. fun. Yeah. He's in, the, he's in the air ducts. He's having a, a night at the museum at the zoo. He's having all a day night. All day night. Yeah, there's no... <laughs> you guys need to... They need to start air tagging these binturongs and just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> take out your iPad. Where is he? <laughs> oh, God. This he's in the crawl space above the women's right bathroom above again. Us. How did he get in there? Get him! <laughs> Malu, no! Uh, a spokesperson for Dartmoor Zoo said, quote, our Binturong Malu has managed to leave his enclosure. At this stage, we believe he is in our zoo and the team are working extremely hard to locate him. Are they? Like it's- I don't really get the impression they were keeping that good of track of him before, so... He's not that small. He's, he's not big bear-sized, but he's still small bear-sized. Yeah, which is large for an yeah. animal. <laughs> I I just don't... It, how big is this zoo? Maybe that's important information to know. Yeah. What is the zoo? Dartmoor Devon? Zoo. Dartmoor. Yeah. Dartmoor, Dartmoor zoo. zoo in Devon, I think. <laughs> I don't know anything about geography in the UK whatsoever. 
Oh, it's reasonably yeah. big. It's about zoo-sized. Oh, yeah, about, it's the, about size the size of, the of one zoo. Yeah. yeah. Do they have the Binturong on the map? Because to me, he is well, like well, a... Well, 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 hold on here. I'm looking at a scale. It doesn't look that big. No, 33 acres. That's not, that's not that big. I've seen bigger zoos. That's only... I mean... That's one-sixth of the size of a monkey facility. That's tiny. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I. I'm skeptical that they're really looking that hard. I feel like if you've got an entire month to look for him, and he's like the size of a large dog, you should probably have him under wraps now. Yeah. Maybe they don't like uh, him. Maybe is any, has vibes. anyone seen my golden retriever in this area the size of five city blocks? <laughs> no. Nope. I don't know. That sounds like I would find him pretty quickly. That's just me. Unless he got into the crawl space. Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> the last thing you want. I didn't think about that. Uh, quote, he is nocturnal and poses no threat to the general public. But if he is spotted, and it is advised you do not approach him and you contact the zoo immediately. That number that you can report potential sightings to is 017-52-837-645. Usually I don't include the phone numbers in these things, but uh, I guess if you see listening. Him, yeah. You're like, oh shit, I saw a really fucked up large cat on my walk home in Devon yesterday. <laughs> Might as that, well um, read this in. That's, that story we did about uh, where they were taking all the preteens out to uh, get them hunting. Yeah, the um, uh, tweens and teens pheasant blasting jamboree. That's the one. Um, yeah. What? Where? Uh, this was well, in... that was That was England, right? No, that was 100% in the US. That is oh, American in the US. behavior. Okay, for I was sure. going to say, you know. Seems like a clear plan. We get the the teens and preteens. They've already been trained blasting pheasants. Yes. Give them all dart rifles. Get them out there at mm-hmm. night time. They're going to come out with a binturong. That's there you go. Oh yeah, that's right. It was in Salmon, Idaho. That sounds plausible. Yeah, sounds very bucolic. Yeah, that's at ninety nine Highway ninety three <laughs> North in Salmon. Um, it was a couple of months ago, so you might have missed out. Oh. Uh, there are a few idiosyncratic things about North America. America. North America. Uh, one of them is their love of giving teens and tweens guns. Another is their beautiful vanity plates. It is time for Plate Watch. Now, I've, I've gone a little off-pissed with this one. Usually, uh, we do these with American number plates these are north american certainly but they're from canada these are oh i didn't even know that was allowed i i didn't know either but it turns out i invent the rules our standards are slipping yeah well sometimes you get desperate for content uh these are taken from rejected plates from british columbia for the year 2023 i love rejected plates yeah just so good this is a relatively short list compared to how we've done these previously (laughs) Uh, here we go. First one, turd. Uh-huh. <laughs> <sighs> uh, <laughs> just, I would love to meet the person who's just yeah. like, this is what I want people to see. Definitely. Maybe Sometimes it's a brown there's just car. simple pleasures in life. And yeah. one of those is just having turd. Turd, turd on your... I mean, I'd love well, and the thing is, I always, I always want to, I always want, I wish with all these rejected plates without context, I could just see a photo of the person mm. and a photo of the vehicle of the yes. with no other explanation at all. Yeah. And then I can make up my own little story. Like I'm playing Dixit. I can just look at them. 
and look at this word and concoct a tale. Yeah. Alas. Uh, <laughs> I it feel was... like the most evocative one we've done so far is late for anal. Late for anal, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that woman I believe is um, somewhat of a local celebrity wherever she was as well because she is no longer late for anal. She doesn't have the late for anal plane anymore. Oh, that's sad. Oh. Uh, yeah, she made it. Yeah, that she was set uh... an alarm. <laughs> <laughs> Started taking her ADHD medication. Now she's always on time for anal. Uh, I got one here. Meat bus. <laughs> it will okay. not let you drive the meat bus. Uh, corollary to that one, uh, I have M3ATBUS, meat bus with a three for an E, also okay. rejected. Didn't get that one through. I have no law. <laughs> Some laws, <laughs> yeah, apparently. A little, a little flaunting there. Like, yeah. Uh, Unsafe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another one where I feel like that's not a good message to send out into the world on the on the freeways. Those, we found a bunch of those with the um, so New Hampshire with their live uh, free or die. Well, and also they recently f- fixed is maybe the wrong word. They changed the law, but for a while there, you could have literally anything on your plates, like oh. including like profanity, hate crimes, whatever. And there was a okay. bunch of people that just had like drunk, tipsy, <laughs> <laughs> like whatever is that plate. <laughs> oh, this is a bit of a sidebar, but I was reading an article today uh, about. In Washington State, they're looking at lowering the blood alcohol limit for driving from 0.08 to 0.05, which would bring it in line with what we have here in Australia and what I think the UK also has. In our cup state, the nanny state under the thumb of the law. It's very funny because drive. the headline was like bringing it in line with the strictest state in the country, Utah, which also has the same BAC that we have across yeah. the entire country or whatever. And it's really funny because, like, for us, obviously, that's just super normal. Driving at 0.08 seems vaguely crazy to us. All of the things in the article were like, well, yeah, it would reduce road fatalities, but uh, the, like, the whatever commercial body represents the hospitality industry was like, well, it'll really start eating into, like, bar sales. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, so I'm from Wisconsin and we have the dubious distinction of having the highest rates of drunk driving and recidivism oh. and alcoholism and like all the bad things related to alcohol. And I don't know if it's actually a misdemeanor, but basically we have the lightest, uh, like first offense, like drunk driving. You're like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> knock it off like that's basically like it's really not treated seriously at all yeah it's what's the crime yeah yeah they're like yeah you know just cool it that's kind of the message that they send it's it's pretty rough though but yeah um it did remind me though that uh a few uh, how long ago was it maybe 10 years ago in germany they were like you know what unrestricted autobahn we should get rid of this and they did a big study and they were like, it would save this many lives per year. And Germans said, have you considered we like driving extremely, <laughs> extremely fast? And it's still there. Uh, it seems like a, a, like a relic. Like the fact that that still exists is fucking crazy to me. Because surely them, they're I bringing guess. it in when cars went at like 65 miles per hour tops, right? Yeah. Like. The- 
Like, yeah, as fast so as I'd... you can. We tried it. You can go 65 and it's safe. <laughs> a few years ago, I did go and I went on the A8, which goes between Munich and Augsburg. And I was in a little rented golf, VW golf. <laughs> and I got it up to, uh, hold on, I'll, I'll do the conversion here. Uh, I got it up to, yeah, 190 kph. That's oh my God. Crazy. Hold on, hold on. So, so, and I, and that was like a cruising speed and I, but it felt stable and I was like, okay, okay. I'm not joking. So, you know, cause they're pretty strict about do not be on the left unless you're passing. So I was mm-hmm. on the right yes. and I'm not joking. Like a big Mercedes saloon went past me at like way, like I was standing still. And then like a Porsche went by me, like I was standing still and I'm like, okay, man, like, I feel like I'm at the limits of where I feel safe, but all right. <laughs> Man, that's fucking It's it's crazy. They they're just like, yeah, we love we love traveling across half the country in half an hour. So we accept death. I'm like, okay. That's dope. But imagine if you were at 0.08 at the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, you'd be so relaxed, you'd just be feeling the car so beautifully. <laughs> I uh, I feel crazy enough going on like the Texas interstate, which is like 75 in some parts. Yeah. Uh, 85? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I mean, there are quite a few places in California, around the country that are 70 miles an hour. Um, I don't think I've seen many. I think there might be a few places in Montana where they kind of say, take 80. Like, like yeah. just don't. It's not quite unrestricted Autobahn, but they basically have some weird kind of vibes based, like, take it easy. Like, yeah. don't. Don't yeah. do anything crazy, Go, but you know, yeah, just you know, there's nobody out here, but come on. I think we have we, a few we have places that in, in Australia. Australia. Where, yeah, yeah. Okay. we have. I think we have places that are unrestricted, but unrestricted means a max of 130. Okay, uh, but <laughs> which should be what 70, 75 or so. I think. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. the the highest yeah. speed limit in 80. the US, like posted speed limit, is 85 in Texas, and that's the thing where they oh. don't get a bunch of federal funding for the interstate because they don't bring that law into line with like the federal standards, but they love it. Great. And driving on that felt fucking nuts. You know what? You have not lived until you've gone 85 miles an hour on unmaintained highway. Oh, that's a combination. (laughs) I want, I want no federal funding for this road (laughs) and I want to go 85 miles an hour on it. I love America so much. And everyone, no one there does the (laughs) speed limit, right? Like you guys, Oh, they're all, I was doing like speed limit. So it was 85. I was doing like five miles over being like, yeah, I'm driving like an American now. This is great. And then there are cars just flying past me. And swerving, like, like undertaking cop cars you. cruising past me where I'm like, all right. It's, it's very arbitrary. And it does, it does vary on, based on what part of the country you're in. But yeah, nobody is, nobody's really driving, especially in California. Everyone's about five to 10 miles over Man. all the time. God damn. <laughs> Lawless out there. Yeah. Beautiful scenery though. Yeah. Uh, I have Shiraz. Sure. Uh-huh. Pino. Okay. Yeah. Just, I guess, flagging what I you're guess, drinking I while guess, you're yeah, driving. I guess, yeah, a bunch of alcohol-related things on your license plate are probably not great. Not a good look. Yeah. Uh, I have Hogasm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why that one was knocked <laughs> back. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'm going to say, so I have to say one full disclosure. I do have vanity plates. Yeah. Hell yeah, brother. (laughs) And um, there used to be before the big API shift on, on Twitter. uh, There, one of my favorite accounts was DM uh, California. Oh my God. So good. And it was like, 
the thing I loved so much about it is that it felt like there were three distinct people where when you read the acceptance or the rejection, you're like, oh, this is the person that has the most tortured logic, like the most innocuous thing. They're like anal sex reference. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) They would interpret anything in the most bizarre way. And then there uh, there was like another guy that was just like, sure, whatever, almost anything went. And then there was another one who would like look up shit on Wikipedia. He would like, or she or they would like deep dive and like do research on the meanings of the term and write like paragraphs Uh for why it should or shouldn't be accepted. Oh, that was a, I love what a loss. That person in particular, the last person, the scholar we'll call them. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Just incredibly specific stuff, but like they do it to clear them as well, where they'd be like, Oh no, this is just a character from an anime. It's a non-sexual anime. They're fine. Or whatever. You're like, yes. What? (laughs) It's incredible. It's just good to see people taking pride in their work. Yes, I love it. Uh, I've got a, a three for for you here. Um, I have D.E. Dust. Mm-hmm. I have D.E. Dust, okay. Which I believe is a Counter-Strike, Counter-Strike map. Counter-Strike map, yep. yeah. yeah. D.E. underscore Dust. Not underscore, sorry. D.E. Space Dust. And D.E. hyphen Dust. All three knocked back because they were considered references to weapons. That's pretty. Seems a bit much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have Banksy. The Banksy? Yeah. They wouldn't let him in because he makes you think too much. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Look, people need to drive. They can't be contemplating (laughs) deep things, deep artistic truths while they're driving. Those cops are homosexual. (laughs) That's crazy. Um. I might need some help figuring this one out. I don't know. Just let me know if this makes you guys think of anything. I'll spell it for you here. So this is F-T-A-N-R-I. Anything? F-T-A-N-R-I? Yeah, I think it might be Fenari. <laughs> oh, boy, those gaps got filled in quick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I have Memore. That seems totally fine. Yeah. What? That's, that's all right. It's a Mima. Right? Yeah. But she's driving a little, have her plate. little tiny car, whatever she's got. I got Graham Graham. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. do you got against What's the elderly? fucking problem? <laughs> I have uh, these five in a row for you here. Uh, I, I'll just, I'll spell them all out for you and you tell me if there's a pattern here. So the first one is H3RL0SS. Second one is H3RL055. Third one is H3R10SS. Fourth is H3R10S5. And the fifth is H3R1055. <laughs> so that is, I'm going to say the same person trying to get a plate that says her loss five yeah. times. I don't know. I, I When I do see those rare vanity plates that are clearly like I fucked over my ex. Yeah. I'm always like, that's cute. Yeah. I, I would let it happen. I love, I love those spiteful little <laughs> stupid vanity things. It's just, instead just of a happy marriage divorced. I got a Porsche. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, you might as well. Um, I have two more for us here to close out the episode. First one, women. <laughs> What's the problem? What's the crime? What, what's the issue? Unbelievable. We can't even say the word these days. And finally, podcast. 
Okay, Ooh. yeah, that's one I can see. Yeah. Imagine driving podcasters. Their podcasters are some would say the most persecuted people in the world. Yes, thank and you. And this is yes. more yes. evidence of that. Yeah. Imagine driving around in your sick fucking whatever it is you drive as a podcast. A Subaru Forester, two thousand three Subaru Forester. Fair. Yeah. yeah. With the number plate podcast, my friends would bully me so much. You can't be doing that. <laughs> uh, Josh. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, we're big fans. Thank you for having me. We appreciate having you here. Uh, what, are, what are you working on now? So Pentiment came out last year? Came out in November of 2022. Christ alive. I know. Um, and I am just hanging out. So right now, before I start my next project, uh, we have a few projects at Obsidian that are in the works. We have Avowed which is a first person fantasy game set in the pillars of eternity universe. Oh, fuck yeah, Doug. And we have the outer worlds Two, which is coming along quite nicely. And then there is still work being done on grounded our circle game. So, uh, I am helping to the extent that people want me to help <laughs> on those projects. Cause right now I just don't have a team. Like we, we got a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I'm helping. And uh, yeah, it'll it'll probably be a while before I can talk about what my next my next thing is. Oh, that's exciting! Uh, yeah, I fucking Outer Worlds were just that that first game. I haven't finished a video game in like I'm gonna say I've finished one video game in the last ten years. I finished Outer Worlds back to back the first time I played it. Like immediately finished it, and it was like, Fantastic. all right, fucking, I'm doing it again. That was a hell of a game. <laughs> that was fucking tremendous. Awesome. Um, you have a. Do you, you Twitch stream as well, don't you? You're right. I do irregularly to keep people on their toes and off my back. Nice. Uh, where can they find you if they're looking for you there? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jay Sawyer. Uh, there's nothing good there. It's just nonsense. And then if you do want to watch me stream, though, I'm at J.E. Sawyer, Twitch TV. Was it Twitch TV? Right? I think so. Yeah. Uh, J.E. Sawyer. Beautiful. Uh, and your Twitter's great, actually. It's nice. Don't talk it down. Thank I see you. lots of cool posts about old vans and cocktails, mostly. Well, yeah. A lot of people come there because they think I'm... They'll see, like, one post that's kind of out of character. It's, like, either uncharacteristically serious or uncharacteristically, like, actually pontificating about games. And then it goes back to just garbage. I love so, the garbage. Just, just warning people. <laughs> um, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, and thank you, the listener, for being here as well. What a treat for us. Uh, We will see you next week. Um, Stay safe out there. Bye. Bye.